And welcome everybody to our latest college football playoff rankings reaction show here at the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Spencer McLaughlin, host of Locked On Pac-12. I've got Mark Colkin, host of Locked On USC, Jay Stevens of Locked On Ohio State Buckeyes, and Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12. And it is brought to you, of course, by Omaha Steaks. Fall grilling is here. Stock up on all your favorites at Omaha Steaks and take advantage of 50% off site-wide by shopping the friends and family sale. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code LOCKED. On L O C K E D O N one word at checkout to get thirty dollars off your order. Minimum order may be required. So, rankings will be coming out as as the show rolls on. We'll be reacting to them here as we have been for the last few weeks. But let's start with some expectations going into it. Jay Stevens, locked on Ohio State Buckeyes. I want to start with you. Do you think there will be any movement for Ohio State after what we saw last week, or do you think they stand pat at number two? I believe they're going to stay in pad at number two. I could see if they had a little sloppier or weirder performance, uh, maybe slipping and behind uh, Michigan. But I do think the Buckeyes had the luxury of their offense being good, but their defense really stepping up, even and sometimes some not up to standard performances, making big plays at the end to widen the margin of victory. I do expect the Buckeyes to uh, stand pad at number two. Um, and I think, honestly, that's the most realistic spot for them at this point in the season. Josh Neighbors locked on Big 12. The TCU Horn Frogs do it again. We, we don't know how they are putting something in, in the food over there in Fort Worth that is giving them the special sauce to win games in a variety of ways. Sonny Dykes coming out saying, yeah, we, we practiced that where we're running the ball, running clock, get the field goal team on the field. It was hectic. It was crazy. It wasn't always pretty. But once again, TCU wins on Saturday, and here they are undefeated. I don't feel like they've done enough to to leapfrog Michigan here to get to number three. I expect them to be at number four again. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think from an overall body of work, I would put them ahead of Michigan. Uh, I think their strength of record is number one, and that's the stat that they use. Their strength of schedule among the top four is the best, and those are, once again, numbers from ESPN. But – um. The fact that they were able to get the job done with no Darius Davis, no Quentin Johnston, and no Kendra Miller, those are the three best offensive players they have, skill players they have, and they scored twice in the end of that game to win it. I mean, I think it shows you how good and how calm this team is. So the questions about, like, do they belong? Uh, Tennessee and and TCU both played similar teams last week, six and four teams in their conference on the road, one got dog walked and one found a way to win without their three best skill players. So I think that kind of shows you, you know, why one is still there and one why, you know, why one is not. They're just, it's a winning group right now. And results are ultimately what matter at, at the end of the day. Those style points are, are certainly a part of it. Mark Colkin locked up her host of locked on USC big win for the Trojans in a thriller at, at the Rose Bowl game that that you were at I imagine you had a pretty good uh, a pretty good Saturday night overall oh yeah you know it's it's hard getting to sleep after those games the adrenaline flow and, and, and so and all that kind of stuff so to be able to actually come down from the press box and be on the field and watch Corey Foreman make that play uh yeah it was a pretty good night for USC uh, as you know, they're number five in the AP poll. They were able to, you know, leapfrog LSU. It'll be interesting to see if uh, if if the football playoff committee sees it the same way. They finally got that quality win that everybody said USC was lacking. 
Yeah, I think it was unquestionably their best win uh, of the year, certainly from a resume perspective. Though as the weeks go on, that Oregon State win continues to to look stronger and stronger. And, and I think the Trojans are probably the most interesting team that, that, that that's left, maybe LSU as well, in terms of there still being a somewhat unknown quality. I feel, Mark, that if USC wins out, they will get enough help to get into the college football playoff. I'm sure I know how Jay feels with regards to whether or not they would, uh, they, they would be deserving of a spot over a one loss Michigan team. But you know, there, there might be a little bit of institutional bias there for, from Jay, but Mark, do you feel that it's a situation where if USC wins out, they'll be able to get in no matter what, because Ohio state and Michigan have to play each other this week. Well, th- that's one intangible. One of those guys is going to get knocked out. Um, I, I don't think I'm concerned about LSU knocking Georgia out of the picture. And TCU, they still, again, they have to play Iowa State. Uh, I'm hoping Matt Campbell's team finds their big one of the season next week. Uh, If not, they're playing, what, Kansas State in the conference championship game. So if USC beats Notre Dame, ranked number 13 now, whether or not they're worthy of that rank, irrelevant. Uh, Assuming they play Oregon, and they beat Oregon in the conference championship game. How do you keep out a 12 and one USC from a four and eight last year, the Lincoln Riley story, the Caleb Williams story. Um, there's just too much Hollywood there for them to possibly, we're not even talking about the number four spot. Now we're, we're talk, possibly talking number three, number two, depending on that, how that Ohio state Michigan game plays itself out. Yeah, as well as as well as TCU where they end up. Yeah. And and the game this week is, you know, certainly the one that's got the the college football world's eyes on it, as it should. Jay Stevens locked on Buckeyes. If Ohio State loses to Michigan, do you think that that win over Notre Dame is enough in their non-conference to to keep them in the hunt to get to the top four? Because the way I see it is whoever loses that, like, let's say Ohio State loses to Michigan on Saturday, the Wolverines will get in because the Big Ten, uh, the West Division, right, the one that they're not in, I mean, it stinks. Like, they're just yeah, not, that's that, that's not going to happen. We all, we all understand that. So, assuming that that all takes place, Ohio State's non-conference isn't great, but you have the Notre Dame game on there. But if USC beats Notre Dame this Saturday as well, it would kind of seem like that would put the Trojans in a, in a more favorable position. So, does Ohio State have to win on Saturday in order to get into the college football playoff. I wouldn't, excuse me. I wouldn't say that they have to win, but it desperately helps them by doing so. If they don't win the game, and I'm not even a person that's going to say the Buckeyes are going to be for sure going to win the matchup this week, this weekend against the Wolverines. I'll unveil my score prediction on Friday's show of Locked on Buckeyes. But if the Buckeyes end up losing this game, they're going to need help from other people. Yes, LSU beating Georgia in the SEC championship game would help. However, I still think Georgia will still be in there, even if because I still think Georgia is one of the top four teams in the country. Um, so that all the gold goes to does the committee value a conference championship more than who the top four teams are? That's kind of where you have to split hairs, and committee may change that year after year, or it might be the same from one year to the next. But you had they. Just to help themselves out, they need to win this game. But no, I, before the season, I said I thought no matter who won the Ohio State-Michigan game, I thought both teams were going to be in the playoff. I still believe that now because I do think there will be some sort of chaos this weekend, next weekend, to where that it does help 
the loser of the game still be in the Final Four at the end of the year. We're starting to get some uh, rankings coming in. We'll check in on those on, in, in just a moment. But, Mark, you, you didn't look uh, completely in, in agreement based on your facial expression there on, on, what, Jay was, uh, on, on what Jay was saying. Do you disagree? Um, that both would get in regardless? Yeah, yeah I, I disagree. Uh, I, I look at – I think where maybe the – because the committee this year is supposed to be looking at conference championship and weighing that heavily. Um, that allegedly that's supposed, it's supposed to be part of their formula this year, weighing it more heavily to the conference championship. So the big 10, look, Ohio state, Michigan, they're having great seasons, but the rest of that conference is talk garbage. I mean, it, it's hard to say it any other way. So yeah, I don't know. If USC can, you know, put a foot on Notre Dame's neck and beat them handedly, and I understand that Ohio State and Notre Dame played at the beginning of the season, it was, what, 21 to 10? Mm-hmm. But if USC puts on, you know, a, a 40 to 20 type of victory, is that more impressive to the voters? Yeah, I, I think it's it's an interesting question. Notre Dame, by the way, coming in at number 15, up three spots in the rankings after thrashing the, the, the powerhouse that that are the Boston College Eagles. I mean, that's just a, a top-tier program right now, so no surprise that Notre Dame moved way up in, in the rankings there. But uh, Josh Neighbors locked on Big 12. I want to ask you, the Notre Dame question is, is a fascinating one to me. Them being at 15 here clearly means that a loss to USC is not going to knock them out of the, the top 25. And look, they, they have looked more like a, a good, competent football team over the last five weeks. Other than Clemson, they haven't played anybody that's that's really noticeable because Syracuse has, has absolutely cratered in the second half and Boston College is no good and UNLV is in there and they stink. And like there's just not that many great wins on there. But how important is it for, for Notre Dame to be right there in the context of everything we're talking about here as we compare resumes? Well, remember, what the committee does in the back end here is they like to put together rankings to help justify the front part, right? That win, Notre Dame looking good, you know, who does that help? Clemson, maybe USC eventually, you know, and, and that Clemson, it's a loss. Also helps Ohio State because it's a win, right? It's the same reason why Texas was ranked initially. Well, who did that help? Help prop up Alabama, right? Help put them up there because TCU hadn't played them at that point yet. And it actually didn't help TCU at all. So, you know, think about this point. They just use, I mean, everything from basically what, eight on backwards is fodder to help justify what's happening at one through eight at this point. So the higher you put Notre Dame, the higher profile the game looks this week, higher profile the win for Ohio State looks. And that's why, if there were a team out of the big game to afford a loss, it's more Ohio state because you look at that Michigan non-conference, it's garbage. That That's the fact that they played those teams is complete crap in, in the non-conference. It's and the same way like, next year too. It's bad. Well, it's, it's really it's bad. bad. And this is why I think TCU's got the better argument. I mean, look, TCU's non-conference wasn't good, but SMU and Colorado are like better, actually better than most everybody else who Michigan played, right? I'll so, push back on the Colorado point. That is a I bad mean, football I mean, at team. least it was a Power 5 team, though. Correct. But, like, it, but you well, scheduled a Power 5 they're team. teetering. But you scheduled, but you scheduled a Power 5 team, right? You, you right, did actually right. schedule a Power 5 team. So, right, like, right. As no, opposed I, to... I, I, Colorado State, should... Hawaii, and uh, who was the third one? UConn, I think. UConn, who actually ended up being pretty decent. Shout out to bowl, UConn, el- but... bowl eligible, bowl eligible UConn, UConn. With, with, but, with Jim Mora. 
but the point the point being here is they use the back part to justify that part. But I think I think if I'm if I'm Jay, like a, a close loss makes me feel better. Michigan cannot afford that loss. It also makes that Notre Dame USC matchup look great, which it hasn't looked this good. I think maybe since that what the mark the Brady Quinn US uh, you know on, on Notre Dame side versus USC year. I mean it's, that's this is about as good as we get, right? USC hasn't been pulling their weight lately. Let's just (laughs) (laughs) We're getting into the top 10 here with the college football playoff rankings coming out. Tennessee is at number 10 after getting, as Josh so eloquently put it, dog walked by South Carolina on. No pun intended on that one either. I actually didn't mean that. (laughs) Oregon comes in at number nine after their win against Utah, who are at number 14. There's Clemson at 10 and one. Now, I, I think USC is in. A really good spot here mark but the two kind of potential chaos teams that, that that i think are still inside the top 10 and have a chance based on what lies in front of them and, and how everything is played out i think the clemson tigers are one i think the other tigers down at louisiana state or as we might call it lsu are the other because they've got georgia in the sec championship game are you worried about the potential of lsu ending the year at what would it be 11 and two as an SEC champion, a win over Georgia leapfrogging USC. If it came down to that. I'm just trying to understand the love affair with red stick, their team this year. I mean, there, is it the, the win over Alabama that Bryce young is great, but that's not a good Alabama team this year. So I'm trying to understand why LSU is getting that boost. You know, why, why are they getting that benefit of the doubt? Um, if they beat Georgia, they're going to get, they're going to continue to get that, that love affair. So yeah, I'm going to worry about it. But what's so interesting about this is every time USC and LSU going back to the BCS, they're always, there's that connection and it seems to be there again right now. So um, again, USC though, as long as they continue to win out, I just, I, I can't see LSU beating Georgia. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, something. That, yeah, you don't you don't want to put yourself in that situation. Of I I not. think I I agree with you, Mark. That LSU is good. And by the way, Alabama just came in one slot ahead of Clemson at at number seven. So that that kind of goes more to to the point that that you just made. They're ahead of a one loss Clemson team, though the ACC is is pretty pretty darn bad. Like very very darn bad. Uh, you could, you bad. could probably say. yeah i think that's right i think that's uh that that's a fair way of looking at it. all this debate flying around of course and that's because it's this time of year it's college football playoff season it is also fall season fall is in the air and that means fall grilling with cookouts tailgate parties and so much more luckily the flavor experts at omaha steaks no affiliation with peyton manning that i'm aware of have made it easy to savor all the flavors of fall with their mouth-watering assortments of perfectly aged steaks, ultra juicy burgers, and easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. I just ate dinner. It was fantastic. I'm hungry already. Now's the perfect time to load up on all this incredible flavor and take advantage of 50% off site-wide by shopping their friends and family sale. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code Locked On at checkout to get $30 off your order. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and stock up today. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. Don't forget to score that extra $30 off your order when you use Locked On at checkout. By so the way, waiting. Spencer, 
Yes. Who's the, who's the head coach at Miami? Do you know who he is? Uh, I believe his first name is uh, is is Mario, according to to Gus Johnson's pronunciation last year. I don't know if you remember that one, that one, Jay. But um, yeah, it was. I think his first name is is pronounced Mario, or so I have uh, come to understand it. But uh, yeah, not not the not the first year. I think Miami fans were were hoping for it. You know, the the college football season has seemingly gone by in a flash. It's been so long that there was a time in this season when Miami was ranked. Fun times for the Hurricanes, and not uh, not not so fun wow. here at at the end of the season. But it it, it did exist. It did happen. Top six is uh, is about to come out. But Jay, I, I want to go back to you here with uh, with Georgia, unsurprisingly coming in at, at number one. I think it's a, the safest bet, of course, for Ohio State is is to just beat Michigan, and then whoever comes out of the Big Ten West, which they certainly would. And Ohio State does come in at number two, so they 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 don't move. How confident are you right now in in Ohio State going into that game with uh, with the Wolverines on Saturday at the Horseshoe? So I was confident. What's this Tuesday? I was confident Sunday. Um, getting a little bit less confident on Monday. <laughs> I checked the weather this morning. It's supposed to rain most of the day in Columbus. My confidence just keeps going down. <laughs> this team in bad weather games, and I was actually at a bad weather game, but it was against a really bad Indiana Hoosiers team. But the Buckeyes just obliterated them, and they played very well in that in the shoe, in the snow, in the cold, in the wind. Not as windy as it was in, in Illinois when the Buckeyes played Northwestern. But my confidence keeps going down because coaching decisions, secondary issues, and some stuff of play calling on offense really kind of – are rearing up their ugly head right now, injury at a right guard. I'm getting less confident right now about that game. I see big guys. I haven't seen it on my screen yet. But um, I, I'm less confident than I was. Um, I think the Buckeyes can win. But, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. there, there, there it is. I think we got to cut you off there, Jay. The, yeah, top five, the top six have been released in the college football playoff. Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, TCU 4. Mark, we were just talking about this, and now it's coming to pass seemingly. LSU at number five and USC at number six. The Trojans with their best win, I believe, from an RPI perspective, certainly from an eye test perspective of the season, and they get leapfrogged by LSU. Your reaction to that, Mark Colkin, host of Locked on USC. You know what? I, I, this isn't my first rodeo. Uh, I have watched this SEC bias go on for probably longer than a couple of you have been alive. Tell him, Mark. <laughs> Tell him. You know, it's just you just deal with it, and you, you just hope for the best. This is why we're moving to the Big Ten, the Big Conference, whatever you want to call it. This is why college football is going super conference. Um, it's the only way you're going to be able to balance this out. So now you will have Ohio State and Michigan and USC going to the playoffs every year, hopefully, from one conference. You're going to have the similar type of situation coming from the SEC. It's just, it is what it is. Why is LSU getting this, you know, bump? I mean, explain it to me. Somebody. I, I the, the, the Alabama, they beat Alabama and Ole Miss back to back. And, and Ole Miss did what this past weekend? Mark, that's a good, that's a good SEC team. All right. Hey, I'm a huge one. Hey, and Mark's right. You know what, guys? I have to mention this. 
Today on on First Take, Paul Feinbaum said the TCU will be playing whoever in the Big 12 championship game, and we won't be watching. All right? Just saying, we won't be watching it. Okay? I guess I, I can tell you what he is watching. LSU, and he's watching Georgia in that game. There's your top four right there. Sorry to kind of take it from your spence a little bit. But, like, no, I have to say good. this. Like, it's got to be mentioned. LSU guys has two losses. One of them was not close at all. They got killed. The, the only team I think that we've ever seen get blown out, I believe, Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, is it's that the Ohio State team got kind of you know, beat up pretty bad by Iowa, right? And they still made it. Is that correct? Ooh, I, I that's a, a that's an issue one in my mind. I forget exactly if they made it that year, but they they got beat bad that year by Iowa. Well, I mean, have we seen a team get beat as bad as as that team did? You know, and, and make it like as bad as LSU has and still make it. I mean, that, that's the big question. And also, like a lot of this stuff is narrative driven. I mean, if Kill will like if Kill Williams keeps playing like this, guys, he's he's I mean, in my opinion, he's the Heisman right now. Like he's I think it's that's where he should be. But like if they beat Notre Dame and they they beat whoever in the big uh, Pac 12 title game, like that's a playoff team. And, and I don't care who loses that game between Ohio State and Michigan. And also he's the Heisman and he's gotta be in. So you know, like I don't know if LSU should be ranked ahead of them, but I mean I think there's, oh, sure. there's plenty of arguments that they they shouldn't be. Here's what we here's what we need to do, Josh. I'm going to call in a favor. I need Garrett Riley to have a really bad offensive game plan in one of these next two weeks. <laughs> and he was, help his older brother out a little bit. He had little he hadn't had any of those this year, so I wouldn't count on it. I would, I would, not, I would not count on it. As, as as someone who has an an older brother and is very competitive with him, I I would just say. I wouldn't do that for my brother in a million years. <laughs> but I'm going to count on Georgia doing what Georgia does best. And in big games, that's make other teams look silly. So LSU, they've got – who are they playing this weekend? Nobody. A&M. Like I said, they've got to buy before they've hey, got to buy before Georgia. You wouldn't call it a favor. Call it one – I mean, look, if, there's, if there was ever a game for this A&M team to win – it, it would be this I, one just to come. I think that's I think that's a thing. great point. Just to throw right. a wrench into things because here's the interesting thing with AM. Hey, you know if they have to throw around that kind of money to recruits, go throw it around to the officials. <laughs> that's one that's that's one way to go. But here here's what I'm thinking with Texas AM. They like they're a bad, bad football team, but there are a lot of bad football teams out there, right? Like Jay knows Indiana's not very good. Rutgers is not very good. But those sorts of teams just don't have the athletes. And if you want some hope and optimism this week, Texas A&M is not going to get out physical. They will get out coached and they will get out coached probably in a landslide. But you can't go out there, just hand the ball off, you know, 50 times and run it at five yards of carry. So at least at least there is that. But Mark, I, I'm with you. I feel like once LSU gets to the the championship game they're just gonna they're just gonna meet their match and then some against georgia because they're just a little bit better real quick i want to run through the top 25 for those of you listening on on podcasts if you haven't seen it louisville comes in as a four loss acc team at number 25 which boggles the mind cincinnati yeah, that, at, that one's curious <laughs> at cincinnati at number 24 
All right. Texas at seven and four. Should we just make this a top 20 and just cut the bottom five? If this is what we're at, if this is where we're at at this point in the season, no, I'm, because I'm, you're going to take away a good win from yourself. You <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of true. UCF at number 22, even though they lost to, I believe it was a four and seven Navy team last week and their future big 12, I guess, but they're not there quite yet. Oregon state at number 21. It's a crime that they're not in the top 20 and Ole Miss is at number 21 slot ahead of them. Tulane at 19 UCLA falls to 18 after the loss to USC, North Carolina and Florida state carrying the water for the ACC as best they can, though the conference is still not good. The actual ACC champion Notre Dame comes in at 15 Utah at 14, Washington one slot ahead of them at 13, Kansas State 12, Penn State 11, and then we already ran through the top 10, Tennessee, Oregon, Clemson, Bama, SC, LSU, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, and Georgia from 10 to 1. So on the back end there, guys, we talked about Notre Dame. Are, are there any teams, Jay, that, that really stand out to you amongst this group with, with regards to you know, hey, that could serve as a quality win here. That could, you know, they could pull an upset here. I, I feel like the direction you'd have to look is the the ACC teams is to, to ask yourself the question, like, can one of them knock off Clemson? You would think so, but I'm one that when it comes to this stuff and the surprises, I'm surprised by a lot. So it's hard for me to put my mind with the committee. I'm not the big, biggest fan of the committee. Um only surprise I might really want to say that could actually happen is can South Carolina do it again this week by beating Clemson? Um, that's where my mind goes immediately. Um, we saw what like Spencer it. Rattler did last week against Tennessee, and um, I think I saw the drive chart. It was touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. There may have been a punt, halftime, a few more touchdowns in the second half. That's where my mind goes right there is can um, – is there more magic for Spencer Rattler uh, against South against Clemson Excuse me, this weekend? Depends how much he loves Lincoln Riley still. Mark, uh, Mark, you only need like a Michigan loss. That's like a kind of all you need here. Hey, I mean, I'm Georgia taking care of business. A separation connection I can find right now. I, I will say this. <laughs> I think I think Ohio State watch looking at these rankings is is in a really good spot because think about like who's left. Like all they all they have is Michigan. They're not losing to Iowa. We already saw it once. Like Ohio State played about as bad as you could start off the game and still won it by what, what, 28, 30 points, whatever it was. I think I think Ohio State's in a great spot. I think USC's in a really good spot too. I I really do. And Clemson can't rack up any more quality wins because of I mean, look, like if we start calling South Carolina quality win, I know they beat Tennessee, but like that's that's not been who they are the entire season. They've There's got really North not... Carolina in the ACC championship after and, and they just lost to Georgia South Tech. Carolina. Yeah, yeah. They just lost to Georgia Tech. I, I, you know, it's like, how the hell do you lose to Georgia Tech? They're horrible. They got an interim coach. Like, oh, no, I know, I know, I know how you lose to Georgia Tech. You're they're not ACC that good average. of a football team. That's that's they're exactly AC, how exact, you lose. They're ACC to average. So, I, and and this is and this kind of speaks to like what's happening. We, we talked about like the back part of the rankings. Like, how are these teams still ranked? Guys, there's just not as many good teams as there normally are this this year. Like, they're no. the, the team just no. aren't as good as they normally are, and. I think we're seeing that reflected because the the back part of the the top four right now is just kind of a it's a mess. Like it's it's a it's a mess with Clemson still being involved, and then you know uh, USC USC being involved is not weird, but like LSU's got two losses, got killed by Tennessee, and like they're right there at number five in the country. Alabama's at number seven with two losses and won't play a title game, right? So I mean, 
that, that kind of shows you that we lack great teams this year in a way we have in the past. Like I said, if anybody, including myself, thought USC would be in this position right now at the beginning of the year, they'd be lying. It's just flat out lying. Yeah, I, I think what, what Lincoln Riley's done has been pretty amazing. But I talk about this on tomorrow's episode of, of Locked on Pac-12. And I wonder if you agree, Mark. I, I'm with what Josh said earlier. He's got to be right in the in, in the thick of things for the Heisman race. I think regardless of how these final two games go for the Trojans before whatever bowl game they end up playing in, he should go to Sorry, New York. Because I, I, I think Lincoln Riley's done an amazing job, deserves a lot of the credit. But to me... I don't think USC is in this spot if they have just Lincoln Riley and not Caleb Williams. I mean, that guy does basically everything for the offense. Yeah, no, he he is a generational type of player. Yes. Uh, it, and it's not just his athleticism with his escapability. Um, it's his, his arm. He makes throws that only dudes in the NFL are making right now. And he's really smart. He's really smart, and he's still only a sophomore, yeah. and he still makes some sophomore decisions. Three turnovers thing this year. The, the, the pick was bad three against UCLA. Three picks. It's three total picks. they throw. I mean, it's yeah. pretty impressive. I've been getting on him about this. Look, he's it, they're coming in bunches now, two games in a row. So, and <laughs> that's, that's bunches for him, right? <laughs> that's obviously sarcasm. And here's the best part of this team: they have not fumbled the ball on offense. They're credited with a fumble. Because somebody tried an onside kick and it bounced off of a player. Eleven games in the season, this team has not fumbled the ball. I was about <laughs> to say that. I was that's, about to say you better not got some wood over stat. there. It, and it, again, it, only three interceptions all season long. Yeah, which is the most impressive stat. Like thirty-three touchdowns, thirty-five hundred passing yards, sixty-five percent completion. All that stuff is is really, really good. But the three interceptions to me is what sets him apart and why yep. he's got to be right there in, in the Heisman chase, uh, along with, with a C.J. Stroud. Don't worry, Jay. I wasn't going to overlook your, your your boy over there in uh, in, in Columbus. I've, I'm i a big C.J. Stroud fan, especially that interception he threw against Oregon last year. But, you know, we'll just overlook that for now. Um, <laughs> guys, we'll just really go. <laughs> we'll just go uh, around the horn a little bit here with uh, some quick final closing thoughts. Jay, we'll start with you. You gotta survive in advance can only get you so far. You have to you got you gotta you gotta play good football. Like a close I, I'm gonna stick, let me stick with Ohio State. The Ohio State Michigan game this weekend. All eyes are gonna be watching it. It's on Fox, the big noon, college game day. Everyone's gonna be there. And everyone's saying a close loss could benefit either team. I think if Ohio State loses close, I think it benefits Ohio State. I think if Michigan loses close, that's the only way they stay in the top in the final four. If Michigan gets blown out, their weak non-conference and just the Big Ten being horrible this year doesn't help them stay in this conversation. We see how the committee loves LSU. TCU keeps playing phenomenal football. You got USC right there as well. You, one of those two schools, LSU or USC, is going to have a shot to win a conference championship, which, are, in my opinion, could catapult them above the Wolverines. Yeah, survive in advance can get you, but you need to play good football. And if you're going to win in certain games, you need to make statements and win big. I think Ohio State or Michigan have a chance to make a statement in the game over the over the weekend, but you have to make it. And if you don't make a statement in the final week of the regular season, you might not be playing conference championship game weekend. And ultimately, you could be outside the final four at the end of the year. 
Josh, how do you feel about the Horn Frogs going into the final weekend of the regular season? Yeah, unlike Jay, it is survive in advance for TCU. Uh, it's a it's a week to week proposition for yeah. Sonny Dykes team. But dude, uh, the fire drill at the end of that game. I mean, name me a better football game all year. They don't get the two point conversion. We were talking to somebody today who worked for the the Fort Worth Star Telegram, said that he had to rewrite his gamer uh, because after the two point conversion, he said it was over. They lost the game, and they just they pull one more out. And look. I wouldn't be shocked. This Iowa State defense, it's awesome. It's very, very good. I wouldn't be surprised if TCU needs a game-winning drive against a top-20 defense in the country. They pull it out at home somehow and stay 12-0. So it is survive in advance for TCU, unlike it is for Ohio State uh, at this point in time. But they're 11-0. There's no reason to doubt them right now. I would be surprised, or I wouldn't be surprised if Iowa State's defense plays well enough. I, I would be surprised. They do every week. If, why why it, stop now, right? <laughs> I would be surprised if Iowa State's offense did, I don't know, anything against a motivated, hungry TCU team. Uh, Mark, any any closing thoughts here on uh, on the latest edition of the college football playoff rankings? Yeah, well, those guys are surviving. USC just wants to continue to conquer, play conquest, and get there. So, um, like I said, no one anticipated USC being in this position this year. And so we're just going to ride this wave and uh, beat Notre Dame. That's another quality win. Everyone will be watching because, again, it is a national, you know, it's a national rivalry. And then, you know, we'll see what happens the following week. We'll see if Oregon can uh, get past Beaver Nation. And that'll be another quality win for USC should they win that game. And then it's like... And the good news for USC on that on that front, Mark, is I think we've seen with the committee in past years, recency bias, a very real thing. A quality win late in the year tends to do more for you than a quality win earlier in the year. And they would have beaten UCLA, top 20, Notre Dame, and, and USC wants UCLA to win for sure. Have them finish the year 9-3 and three and inside the top 20. Notre Dame at 8-4 and four probably finishes inside the top 20 despite having two horrific losses. Josh had to take off there. And then you would have a win against an Oregon team that would be in the inside the top 10 at the time. I think that'd be a pretty good place. We'll call it there for today for Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12, Jay Stevens, Locked On Buckeyes, and Mark Colkin of Locked On USC. I'm Spencer McLaughlin of Locked On Pac-12. Thanks so much for tuning in to this latest edition of our college football playoff rankings reaction show. Hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did. We'll see you next time and have a wonderful rest of your day.